accurate in the information age, but facts are in short supply. Reject the noise, ask bold questions, and pursue the truth. With FBI whistleblowers and founding suspendables, Garrett O'Boyle and Steve Friend. This is the American Radicals Podcast. It is the American Radicals Podcast. Today's Thursday, February 15th, 2024. It is high noon on the Eastern Seaboard. It is Thursday. We are coming live to you live on Rumble, rumble.com slash amradpod. We come to you live every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday at 12 Eastern time. If you're here with us live, we really appreciate it, guys. I see you in the chat. I was holding my breath. There was a couple Rumble issues earlier, uh, but we are actually live and running, and thanks for the feedback on that. Make sure that if you are on Rumble that you follow the show, subscribe if, if your heart compels you to do so. Uh, that All that goes to support us. and make sure you give us a thumbs up. We really appreciate it. Tuesday was a pretty big show for us. Uh, one of the biggest ones we've had, and and we just want to keep the momentum rolling uh, today because we are doing a new topic. We're, we've been kind of bouncing around the DEI topic for too long, and Garrett and I don't want to get stale. We don't want to get stagnant. We have something new and fresh today. Today, we're going to be talking about the total state, uh, and we'll talk about that as far as recent news stories and some things that might have slipped past the goalie that maybe didn't catch your attention and and broader implications for that as the uh, society trends towards a an authoritarian sort of government worldwide not just within our own country but before we get to that let's bring on my fellow co-host my compatriot garrett o'boyle how are you today my friend oh i'm fine i'm fine happy thursday to you and everybody else yes please subscribe hit the thumbs up share with your friends if you don't like it you know what shut up nobody wants to hear you if you don't like it okay <laughs> well that's the uh, the jim rome thing just give it a week if you don't like it just listen for another week that's that's how we have to do it here on the american radicals podcast um and uh and uh, this is a big, big topic. It's got some heavy stuff. I know you and I, uh, when we first launched the show, talked about not wanting to do just like news of the day, but I do think that there are a couple stories that uh, have been percolating around in the last few days that are relevant, not just because of news of the day, but because they're larger issues. And we want to talk about them from a different sort of angle and perspective and, and, and maybe put that into the the ecosystem here as, as people are confronting these stories. Uh, and it's like drinking from a fire hose. It's just nonstop. But nonstop. Man. Yep. And then, yeah, you know, not to mention for us, for those of you, especially you've been following along since the beginning, our true, uh, our true fans, as it were, uh, you probably realize like, yeah, it's not always news of the day. We like to mix it up a little bit, some history, some different perspectives, some different angles, but it's, it still is important to, to tackle some of these stories as they come in because they're, they're pertinent. And in part, we got here. Those stories exist today because of the past, because of some of the other things we discuss. And, you know, whether it's DEI or something else, honestly, some of this stuff you could literally talk about every single day and not run out of content. But, yeah, we got to we got to keep it fresh. And speaking of the fans, I want to make sure we acknowledge the show sponsor because they wanted to support you and support us. And that is True Earth Pharmacy. True Earth dot co make sure you go there and get your uh, your supplements you can get the fertilizer that uh, it's planting season uh, my wife's been working she works in the fertilizer industry so this is a really busy time for her as the farmers especially in the midwest coming up on that season i've seen the results it you will see it in your home garden guys it's worth the investment and if you want to invest in yourself 
make sure you use the promotion code AMRAD24 and you can get 10% off of all the entire store, a variety of products there. I can say that the uh, the turmeric is still still meeting my needs and, and I've been able to run around and play with the kids relatively pain-free. I have not had that experience in a long time and I tend to be a pretty poor responder to most supplements. I, the, the, just never really took anything and thought, wow, that was a game changer for me. This is a game changer for me. Uh, so I encourage you to go there, pick up some turmeric or one of the other supplements uh, that would fit your needs and uh, and make sure you use the promo code AMRAD24 and you will get 10% off. So let's get to it, sir. Garrett, we're calling the show The Total State. I kind of ripped this one off of Oren McIntyre. He's, he's coined that phrase. And it's because people call it the deep state or authoritarian state. Uh, and, and he came up with the phrase total state, which I think is, is pretty appropriate when you talk about how it's infiltrated, not just at the government level, private sector, information all across the board. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, as to, to start us off, I, I pulled this clip. Uh, this is from the, the mini series that was about the, the Chernobyl meltdown. And it sort of sets the tone for what can actually happen when the government has all out pure and total control. We'll give this a watch and then we'll start the discussion off. I wonder how many of you know the name of this place. We will call it Chernobyl, of course. What is its real name? The Vladimir I. Lenin Nuclear Power Station. Exactly. Vladimir I. Lenin. and how proud he would be of you all tonight. Especially you, young man, and the passion you have for the people. For is that not the sole purpose of the apparatus of the state? Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we fall prey to fear. But our faith in Soviet socialism always be rewarded. Now, the state tells us the situation here is not dangerous. Have faith, comrades. The state tells us it wants to prevent a panic. Listen well. It's true. When the people see the police, they will be afraid. But it is my experience that when the people ask questions that are not in their own best interest, they should simply be told to keep their minds on their labor and leave matters of the state to the state. We seal off the city. No one leaves. And cut the phone lines. Contain the spread of misinformation. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's dramatized, but how much is it really? You know, like yeah, they got the they got the, you know, kind of creepy music in the background there, but listen to what that guy was saying. Like that is what government officials are saying today in the alleged land of the free, the same type of stuff. 
Yes, they kind of nailed it. Where it's a nuclear meltdown, as as history has shown us, and they're saying, "Well, the state told us there's nothing to worry about, and and people need to keep their mind on their labors and let the state handle things. Mm -hmm. We'll handle it, guys, and you just go about your business and don't don't panic. We got it all handled. Trust the experts." Yep. You know, it's uh, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I kind of I kind of see what you're doing here. You're you're setting us all up for Saturday our intro to animal farm. I see it. I see the writing on the wall. Well, that's why you and I get along so well. You can just read my brain. Um, but that's still to come. That's still two days away, folks. As a reminder, we're going to be doing the animal farm book study. I read chapters one and chapters two. I already read them. They didn't take very long and I've already got the show lined up. I've got some stuff for us to talk about that day, but to the topic at hand today for the total state, uh, I wanted to touch on some recent news from a different angle. And this new story that's been talked about a lot this week is how 22 Republican senators caved on uh, on what their what their constituents really wanted and voted for this foreign aid bill which was somewhere in the area I think of like 95 billion dollars that we're going to send yeah. to Ukraine and Just Israel. Insane. Just insane. It, it dwarfs the funding for the Marine Corps. Like for the United States Marine Corps, not the Ukraine Marine Corps, this bill, it's, dude, this is one of the most anti-American things I think that has happened in my lifetime. And I don't say that with even a tinge of hyperbole, like legit straight up. It's insane. Let's so you it. disagree with Senator Mitt Romney about this is the most important yeah. vote that he's ever done I, in his career. It's like, what are you talking about, dude? What are you talking about, Mitt? Like go eat a hot dog, you lizard person. If for those of you who've been following along, that's a that's a callback to um, I think in the summertime when we made that meme, isn't it? Yes, yes. When I went to Gatorland, and then Mitt Romney was talking about how he likes hot dogs so much. So, <laughs> uh, but the uh, the 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 story I'll just read real one clip also from from Senator Romney uh, on this, and uh, it is sorry about that, Garrett. Oh, you're good. Um, we, uh, he says, if we fail to help Ukraine, we will abandon our word and our commitment, proving to our friends a view that America cannot be trusted. All right, I'll, I'll, we'll get off this aid package thing. I think that's been done ad nauseum, but I want to connect this story and this betrayal on behalf of our elected betters with another story and then see what your thoughts are on this. I've been trying to connect a little bit of dots because there's this could go two routes in, in my mind. I've got two hypotheses. Um, they might be wrong. They might be right. Uh, I'm interested to get to. And this was, this came from the House Intelligence Committee statement from the chairman. He's representative. His name is Mike Turner. And he said, uh, this was uh, from yesterday, quote, today, the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence has made available to all members of Congress information concerning a serious national security threat. I am requesting that President Biden declassify all information relating to this threat so that Congress, the administration, and our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to this threat. Well, how many times is he going to say this threat? Right. Um, but the, the reason that this, my ears were sort of uh, burning when he, he came up with this uh, was twofold. There was discussion earlier this week about having a private skiff meeting about extending Section 702 FISA, which I, I think that they... That is a concern to me. It's a concern to anyone who's a libertine in their mindset. Uh, you don't want the government having the ability to spy on American citizens, a violation of their privacy rights and their due process rights. 
And then I combined it with the pushback that the House gave to the Senate on passing that foreign aid bill. They said it was going to be dead on arrival. Oh, oh, all of a sudden there's going to be some sort of threat from abroad. Well, um, what are the odds that it's going to be a threat from Russia? And as a result of that, we're going to have to take this up in secret and talk about this threat. And then maybe we should just, we'll just bring it to the floor for a vote. I mean, obviously the, the Republicans have the majority. If they want to get rid of or stop this from happening, they just have to vote lockstep now, whether they have like a majority of one. Uh, and I, wouldn't you know it, I think that they're going to be able to peel off a couple of those Republicans with all the Democrats to get this foreign aid bill. Yep. Uh, that, that was my suspicion. Those are my two suspicions. It could either be for 702 renewal, could be for the foreign aid bill. It could be for both. Uh, but right away, as soon as I stay, I was hearing that we need to have a secret meeting mm -hmm. about this threat. Yeah. Mr. President, declassify the threat. Like the stokes, the stoking of the fear. It's like, it's so easy to see. I don't know if it, if they've just gotten so much worse at it or if like I've had enough experience myself where it's just as plain as day, but it seems like never before it's like, Oh, they're just stoking fear again. Like it just seems very apparent, but then they're going to use it and Americans are just going to take it. I know the vast majority don't pay attention. They're too busy. Mom and dad are both working. You're taking kids to school and daycare. And by the, the time everybody's home at 7 PM, like who's got time to listen to some, lying politician about some secret foreign threat you know and i got to get up and do it all over again so like i get that that's part of the ploy that's part of the game that they play uh but at the same time it's like oh yeah here they go they're just going to use the fear so they can cram 702 they cram whatever i mean i it'll be interesting to see but i have a feeling they're going to cram as much into it as they can because that's what they do and like you said about the alleged republicans they're going to have no problem peeling some of the, you know, Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell types or from my own home state, Mike Gallagher up in up in Green Bay, Wisconsin's eighth, eighth congressional district. Uh, he's another one. And it's like you people aren't America first. You aren't pro-American. You're if anything, you're anti-American trying to line your own pockets and use fear to do so. It's despicable. I think there's a lot of them that subscribe to the Aaron Burr philosophy of government, that government exists to line my own pockets as we just see their investment portfolios go through the roof. As soon as they get in, wouldn't you know it, as always a stun. I'm reminded of that Chernobyl clip. Let, let the people keep their minds on their labors and trust yep. matters of the state to matters of the state. We're not even going to have a transparent discussion. This is going to be super secret squirrel stuff, and it's going to be in a skiff. You need to have a security clearance to hear this review of the whatever threat that they're going to throw out there and to justify passing this bill uh, or extending 702 or both or i could be completely off but i am always I don't think super you are. I don't suspicious think <laughs> i'm very suspicious anytime that they need to have a secret meeting about a threat that they can't talk to you about yeah uh, i think that's going to look a lot like that guy with the cane talking to his fellow uh his fellow members of the politburo about how we're going to seal off the city and prevent the flow of misinformation because the people just need to listen to everything we have to say. Right. And it's like, like, yeah, I love how they wrote that part because of how he says it. If you, if you, if you think about it a little more deeply, he means like the truth, like we're going to control whatever information is coming out and whatever isn't controlled by us, the state is just immediately misinformation. And we see that type of thing here. You know, I, I think back to like, last year 
maybe a little bit over a year ago, like with Twitter files coming out and all this stuff. And the government still, oh, it's misinformation. It's misinformation. It's disinformation. It's malinformation. And it's like every time they throw out those words, they're they're lying. Every time that I can think of, at least, is they're the ones who are propagating misinformation, actual misinformation. But they're just going to label, you know, whatever's coming out as misinformation. And, you know, I love the the uh, the canned statements that the FBI and other entities put out and say, oh, it's categorically false that we're doing that. And then turns out it was 100 percent true. <laughs> I'm grateful that you came up with the Twitter files, the Matt Taibbi, uh, another guy who has another story I brought in and it's gotten some coverage, but I think because of the the nature of it touching on uh, he who must not be named a uh, former president of the United States, um, <laughs> it's not going to get the traction that it deserves. And that's Mike Schellenberger. Uh, I've had conversations with Mike on the phone. I've had conversations with Matt Taibbi in person. He came to my house and my experience with both of those guys were they were, they were just truth seekers. Yep. And I know when I dropped knowledge on them, they, they were like mouth agape and, and they did a good job of, of writing it down and, and following up on stories. And Mike Schellenberger has himself a doozy this week. And, yeah. uh, and I think that it pertains to the total state because the total state apparently, according to his reporting was trying to, not only influence elections, but select the candidate before the candidate was even nominated. Right. And I mean, I'll think of that, dude. In America, like, this is not the land of the free. When, yeah, whatever you want to call it, the total state, the deep state, the absolute state, whatever, whatever you want, whatever term you want to use, they are that hard at work behind the scenes to just give you the illusion. I mean, I would rather, like, live in communist Poland, you know, back in, back in the 80s or whatever, because at least I knew what I was getting. Like, at least I knew if I was going to speak out, like, it was illegal. But here, it's, we're going to give you the illusion of freedom. I think that's even worse. It's even more insidious. Well, here, what are we talking about, folks? Here's a story. It's from Public. That's that's Schellenberger's new outlet. And uh, it's titled, CIA had foreign allies spying on Trump team triggering the Russia collusion hoax. Well, we'll do a little bit of brief history lesson. There was the allegation that, Donald Trump and his campaign colluded with Russia to win the 2016 presidential election. And that was why we had to have this Robert Mueller investigation that cost millions and took years. And it was Russia, Russia, Russia. And it eventually came out that this was not true at all. And it exposed the fact that there were members within our own uh, intelligence and law enforcement federal uh, at the federal level who were trying to pull the strings. So Schellenberger reports on this, and I'll, I'll read some of it, and, and we'll work our way through it. Until now, the official story has been that the FBI's investigation began after an Australian intelligence official told U.S. officials that Donald Trump's aide had boasted to an Australian diplomat that Russia had damning material about Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. In truth, the United States intelligence community asked its Five Eyes intelligence allies to surveil Trump's associates and share the intelligence they acquired with U.S. agencies, say sources close to the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. The Five Eyes nations are the United States, the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. So we were, in essence, asking our buddies to geek up their, amp up their, uh, their intelligence communities to go after members of the Trump campaign and then give a, that information back to us because the intelligence community can't be looking internally at uh, someone running for president, correct? 
Dude, it's uh, I was thinking about this with the Chernobyl clip too. It's always the, it's it's Russia is the boogeyman, the bad guy, and in reality, it's our own, it's our own intelligence community who are doing these evil things, and then turning it and twisting it and then feeding it back out into the public as if it's like legitimate Russian, um, you know you know, boogeyman Russia again uh, on the assault of America and your freedoms. Oh, Russia bad. We got to go to war with them. I mean, think of that. Just jump forward a couple years and we're in a proxy war with them. And we're now about to send $95 billion over to Ukraine. So your sons and daughters don't have to go fight. Like it's just, man, it's uh, agave, I guess I'm an agave. <laughs> American radio, American radical. Uh go back to this story because uh, he gets into the weeds of it uh how how far this actually went this is unbelievable if this is true um so the the essentially the united kingdoms that the england's equivalent to our nsa our national security agency is called the government communications headquarters so it's gchq and they were the w primary whistleblower on the investigation into ties between the trump campaign and the russian government they became aware in late 2015. So 2015 means that the primaries hadn't even begun yet. They became aware in late 2015 of suspicious interactions between figures connected to Trump and known or suspected Russian agents. A source close to the UK intelligence wrote to a team of reporters for The Guardian in April of 2017. So after he'd actually already won the election and yeah. was 100 days in office at that point. The intelligence sharing was supposedly, supposedly, just the result of quote incidental collection not not targeting nothing like that nothing yeah, sure. so that's what the guardian reported it was understood that the the gchq and again that's like the the national security agency for for england was at no point they were at no point carrying out a targeted operation against trump or his team or proactively seeking information the alleged conversations were picked up by chance as part of a routine surveillance Ooh, of yeah, Russian intelligence sure. assets. <laughs> but wouldn't you know it now, according to new sources, the version of that version of events is false. Instead, the United States intelligence community asked its foreign allies to target 26 members of Trump's team, possibly <laughs> to justify the FBI's investigation of him. I mean, think of that, dude. Think of that. And people say, oh, there's no globalist agenda. That's another part of it right there. You have the American government, the American intelligence community asking its allies to spy on a presidential candidate and then presidential nominee and then president. But, oh, in 2017, that I think that's what you said, 2017. Now it's 2024. So, you know, what's six and a half years to finally find out some more of the truth? It's like, between eight and nine years, because this whole thing started in 2015, yeah. almost yeah, a decade that yeah. our intelligence community, if this, if this reporting is accurate, and uh, I have no reason to be? doubt Mike Schellenberger, right. exactly. um, that our intelligence community was colluding with foreign intelligence agents, agencies to target members of a presidential campaign because they knew that our intelligence uh, community could not directly target them. So they said, hey, why don't you guys yeah. try to bump them uh -huh. and then collect your own intelligence as foreign intelligence agencies and then just give that that information back to, to us. us. That, that yeah. was the workaround. So the CIA uh -huh. can't investigate. The NSA can't investigate a presidential candidate. But 
we can find other people who can. And then the last thing that I'll say from this article, and we'll pull it up, and this is this is from Public. Uh, it is worth a, uh, a subscription to Public for any of, the, any of those who are interested in some actual honest journalism. Uh, Mike Schellenberger there does a great job here. And uh, I'll finish it up. The intelligence community source said considered 26 Trump campaign people identified to bump or reverse target or manipulate through confidential human sources to be easy marks because of their relative inexperience. Doing so was illegal because the United States law prohibits such intelligence gathering unless authorized by a FISA warrant and because the weaponization of the intelligence community for political purposes constitutes election interference. So we are violating the law, oh, finding God. a hack, finding a workaround, because this is what the total state does. The, the laws are just a suggestion, Garrett. They're not. Yes, required. we don't have to follow them. I mean, we have a democracy to save and Donald Trump. And it's like you're doing anti-democratic, anti-constitutional republic uh, techniques and tactics to you're thwarting, you're thwarting freedom here. And it, oh, it's illegal for us to do. Okay, then it's illegal for you to direct someone to do the thing that you can't do and then still get the information. But they're like, oh, we can do that. I mean, you know, that's that's similar to the way that the FBI will work with like Facebook. Yep. And say, well, they're a private company that's just getting that information. Well, no, you've deputized them either officially or unofficially. You just went with a wink and a nod and said, hey, it'd be really good for you if you did that and gave us that. Well, then they become an actor of the government and they are violating individuals' constitutionally protected rights because they're doing it at behest of the government, exactly. even though they're claiming that they're a private actor. Yep, and that was another one of the things. I mean, we knew this was happening, but that was another one of the things that like, we found, we knew, we now know for sure because of guys like Mike Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi with the Twitter files. And I think of, the, I think it was the head of security who was a former FBI agent at Facebook. And it's like, then they were in play. I don't know if it's still the same person, but when I was an agent, that's who was the head of, of the security. I talked to her. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Is. And it's like, what the heck? You know, and another, that's another thing that the Twitter files pointed out was all this crossover. Oh, you retire from the FBI or the CIA or the NSA. And now you go to work for Google or Facebook or Twitter. Like this is, this goes back to that Chernobyl clip, quite frankly, that that's, that it's the total state. I mean, that's why you have the name, the total state for this episode, because that's precisely what the total state is. It's a, it's a mix and a, you know, conglomeration of all of these facets that are supposed to be separate in this country. And they really aren't. All right. Well, I want to come off of that one and talk about something else that, uh, the, because I think the Schellenberger story has, has gotten attention and the foreign aid story has definitely gotten a lot of attention. Uh, but happy to bring that to anybody who might have slipped past and then provide it from a different angle. Uh, and then we want to go to some other things that I definitely believe were slipping past people's attention and they are yet more examples of this total state. Uh, but before I do that, let's uh, talk about the merch store, www.the-suspendables.com. Toss it over to you, Garrett. Take yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm all caught up. If you have ordered in the last roughly two weeks or so, your order is in the mail and uh, should be to you hopefully by the end of the week. Uh, but other than one order that came in late last night at like 11 p.m., I got a notification. I was like, what the who's up ordering at this hour? But hey, you know what? Order at any hour, especially now that I'm all caught up. Um, get yourself a T-shirt, some Ranger panties. It's starting 
you know, spring, spring's knocking. Other than, I mean, where Steve is in Florida, it's it's glorious year round. But uh, the rest of us, spring is right around the corner, and uh, you're gonna have to get those legs from pasty winter white back to tan. So no better way to do it than wearing some ranger panties on your run. Outstanding, and yes, it is beautiful here in Florida. Uh, I actually hear the Thunderbirds flying over my house right now. I'm moving now. there. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Daytona 500 is coming. The Air Force Thunderbirds are here. They're going to do their flyover. They got to practice. So I hear them going over. And I, I mean, I know it's military industrial complex stuff, but I'm just can't. Help it's it. still I'm pretty like, cool. I'm like yeah. America. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but what is very anti-American and uh, and a few other things that that, uh, that are driven of it, I, I want to throw this up here. It's, it's kind of a nerdy article, but there was one uh, or two quotes in here that launched off some other topics. This is uh, from the Brownstone Institute and it's, it's the, the post cold war origins of the surveillance state. And it's about six months old, um, but he makes a really good point here. He said the neocons paved the way for the new authoritarianism with their secret courts lies on w WMDs and the Iraq invasion and the construction of a massive system of surveillance Corporate liberals enthusiastically jumped on board, expanding the surveillance state and then remodeling the war on terror to counter violent extremism, justifying the micro policing of the Internet to combat hate and disinformation. Uniparty stuff, right? This is they they all have their own agendas, maybe their own preferences on policies, but they're using the mechanisms of the power uh, that they've created and, and seized uh, at, from their positions and enhanced to for their own ends and they're all too happy to, to work together as long as they're achieving what they want. Uh, one other comment here, which will be the next topic. He says just last month, and this article was written in October of 2023. So now we're talking September about six months ago, just last month, president Biden renewed the U S state of emergency put in place since nine 11, 22 <laughs> years later, you were, uh, a member of the armed services in response to 9-11 is that correct eric yeah uh i mean a few i joined a few years later 2006 is when i enlisted because i was a freshman in high school on 9-11 but uh boy did the military industrial complex um fool me when i was younger and i just think of that man like it, it's 2024 okay you renewed this in 2023 what state of emergency of akin to 9-11 still exists. Like, what are you even talking about, dude? I actually took it upon myself because I wanted to, to look at the federal register and, and see what powers that this, because no elected official or anybody in position of power, if you give them power, they're never going to give it up, right? That's the general nature yep. of man. Mm -hmm. And this has just been renewed year after year after year for 22 years. So what are those actual authorities that the president sees that he has to have um and there I, I there's nothing that just jumps out to you unless you do a little bit of critical thinking on them um and i've I come up with my own conclusions but instead of throwing them at you maybe see if you come up with any conclusions then i'll respond to that and and i'll just pull up the federal register here and you can look at this is all public information continuation of national emergency with respect to certain terrorist attacks and it was Gosh, this is probably 10 different powers that were authorized as a result of it. And it mostly pertained to um, being able to keep a higher than authorized force in reserve for a National Guard and for the Coast Guard um, and to extend them, extend their service. But uh, just read a couple. The authority designated uh, concerned 
without the consent of the persons concerned or any unit and any member of the ready reserve to active duty for up to 24 consecutive months, no more than 1 million members of the ready reserve may be on active duty without their consent under this section in any one time. So it basically makes, makes it them that so they can extend your service, even if you're, yeah, your contract. So this is so they can send them to war probably in Ukraine. The president may suspend statutory officer strength and distribution in grade requirements. The president can suspend the operation of statutes governing the authorized strength and distribution of reserve officers in an active status in the armed forces. So again, this is all just the ability to keep a larger than authorized standing military force. Um, and then they not allow them to effectively retire. You can't just say like, oh, I'm done serving. And this is actually a personal friend of ours. Uh, is at risk of doing that. He was a uh, Air Force pilot, and there's talk that he might be called back into service because of the actual shortage of um, of pilots wow. in the military at this point. You know, that's that's really interesting. You bring that up because here I am in a totally different part of the country, and similar, um, a a friend of ours, a family friend of theirs, was like just about to retire, and they're like, "Ah, oh, no, you, you can't." We, we need you. And he's a pilot as well in the Air Force Reserve or Guard. I forget which, but he's he's a pilot, too. And so it's like, OK, well, why are they in, in my day? We called it uh, stop loss. Usually it happened when you were like in Iraq or something or your your unit was about to deploy for a year or 15 months or whatever. And you were close to getting out. They would stop loss you and say you can't. It's probably from, you know, some type of authorization like this. And. You know, honestly, if we're like in World War II, I'm okay with the president saying, hey, we have to have a bigger force and them having this type of thing authorized. But to me right now, it seems like they preempted this. Like you didn't have to. Why don't you come up with a, a law that Congress can can vote on and ratify? This goes back to what we're talking about on Tuesday. The three, the three allegedly co-equal branches of government. This is just another example of the executive branch, you know, holding all the cards where basically just mandating power from the White House saying, yeah, we're going to extend this. Yeah, it's been 22 years, but we still need we still need these authorizations, not in anything related to 9-11. You don't, but maybe to the boogeyman of Russia, you do. Well, and here's two two more of them that we were just talking about. Like they, they have to extend them, uh, says the president may suspend any provision of law related to the promotion involuntary retirement or separation of commissioned officers of the army navy air force marine corps or coast guard reserve and then the president may suspend any provision of law relating to the promotion retirement or separation applicable to any member of the armed forces who the president determines is essential to national security so there you have it if you want out and we say that well well the the vote that we had in at the Senate, this was the most important vote, according to yeah, Senator Mitt Romney, security. right? National, national security. security. And if you are, you signed up, you did your four in the core and you say, I'm moving on to, to other things. They're going to say, nope, can't do that. And you're not even in a position of deployment. I like you talked about, you, right. you might've been had a 12 month deployment and then they wound up extending you, which from what I understand, and you'd know better than I, that, that's, that's fairly common that you, you wind up getting extended. But this could be somebody who's stateside and yep. is on terminal leave, ready, yeah. ready to leave. Right. Like this could even be so, like, you know, say you did four in the core and now you got out. Well, when you sign your initial contract, you sign up for eight years. 
and it's you know four and then you get out and you end your term of service and you think i'm a civilian again great well with this being like ratified again while you have you you technically have four years of inactive ready reserve left and they can based on the reading of of that that law or i don't even is it even a law whatever it is a mandate um they can call you back at any time during that four years now that's that's what that's saying so like I feel for those guys who got out and are growing a beard and, you know, trying to go to college and use their GI bill, they could get, they could get called back at any moment. And when you even just do the timetable on that, just think of the, where you are in, in life, the, uh, the way that you join say at 18, you get out at 22, you could be 26 married. You might have several kids. Yeah. You might be living somewhere across the country and the disruption that that would, because we keep signing an extension on these emergency, these national emergencies yeah. uh, that just gives the president the ability to do that. As opposed to, like you said, why isn't Congress passing a law that says, well, we can have a larger force. Well, we know why it's because the recruiting stinks at this point and yep. they're, they're not going to, to let the people leave. Nope. Um, moving on to a different topic. And this one was disturbing and completely unre unrelated to, uh, extension or of the 9-11 emergency, but I think is another example of the total state. And we are talking about the total state here on the American Radicals podcast on Rumble, rumble.com slash amradpod. If you are following with us, make sure that you actually follow the show. Give us a thumbs up. And if you listen on the podcast on iTunes or Spotify, any of those services, subscribe to the show so you get an automatic update to us. We are on episode 34, so we have some staying power now. This has been great, and like I said earlier in the show, Tuesday was one of our banner days. It's one of, been, uh, been one of the bigger episodes, so we want to keep this rolling here, folks. And the total state is uh, Arn McIntyre over at The Blaze has said. He, he sort of coined this term, and it's, it's not just the government. It's private industry as well, and I thought that this was a story that did not get any attention and was pretty pretty terrifying uh, and that is your car stores your text messages law enforcement can retrieve them anytime following yep. a federally rejected lawsuit so here we're back to the failing courts the 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 courts did not take this up they rejected this lawsuit um and you'll and let me read this and you'll understand why they rejected the lawsuit garrett uh, and it'll be uh, you'll be not surprised that they did not have the courage of their convictions to take this up so it was a class action lawsuit brought against Ford, GM, Honda, Toyota, and Volkswagen. So just all of them, I guess. Uh, and it asserted that under a Washington State Privacy Act, driver's privacy had been violated due to the fact that the vehicle systems downloads all text messages and call logs from cell phones as they are connected. In its defense, Ford argued that drivers of the vehicles had given implied consent for the storage of their personal data adding that it provides for a factory reset procedure on its website. So if you want to actually dig through Ford's website and find how to, how to do it, um, it's yeah, like one luck. of those user agreements. Um, the privacy concern from the plaintiffs, therefore, came down to the risk of a third-party data retrieval system. And this third party is called Burla. On its own website, Burla claimed that by using its data retrieval products, quote, having access to a suspect's connected vehicle is the next best thing behind having the actual phone itself. So this is, again, we're going to be able to deputize these private companies. If, even if yep. the car company says, no, we're not doing it, you, we're, we're not going to give it to you. Oh, there's a third party that comes in and actually gets that data and then 
the federal government, the FBI, or whatever agency can just go to them and say, why don't you give it to us? Mm -hmm. Exactly right. So sometimes I forget, you know, like based on our past experience, like I forget that not everybody knows this stuff. But uh, here's your friendly former FBI agent tip of the day. If you rent a car, do not connect your phone to the car because it will it will seize all the data that Steve was just reading about from that article. It will it will seize it and it will be part of that car. And then, you know, an FBI agent could go to Enterprise and say, hey, uh, or maybe maybe even better. Maybe they have a CHS who works behind the counter and they could go there and say, hey, you know, I know that's, you know, Joe Duarte in our chat rented this car. Uh, can, can you, can we dump the data from it? And all it takes from a place like enterprise is consent. You know, that, that employee could give you consent that might be against enterprises rules, but they may do it anyways. Especially if you go in there and say, Hey, I'm working this national security case. I can't tell you much about it, but man, I really need Joe Duarte's uh, information. I'm sure he connected his phone to that rental car. Don't ever connect your phone. Uh, also I was thinking of this while, while Steve was going through that every car today, has an IMEI number. So your phone has an IMEI number. It stands for International Mobile Equipment Identifier or something like that. Uh, if you're an FBI agent or a detective at a police station and you're working a case and you want to get a search warrant for a phone, like IMEI number is one of those things you put in there and it helps you get the data. Vehicles have that IMEI, IMEI number today as well. And it's going to store your texts and, and phone call and logs and all of that. Like it, vehicles can be like a treasure trove of information now. So just, I don't even connect my phone. Uh, one, one of our vehicles, you know, is a little newer, uh, 2018, our van. I don't even connect my phone to that other than to listen um, to music uh, or podcasts or whatever, because like, I don't know. I just don't call me a conspiracy theorist if you want, but it's the total state. They are they are trying to get into every little facet of your life, and they're gonna they're gonna blame it on national security. They're gonna blame it on safety. They're gonna blame it on convenience. But in reality, they're just collecting data. And this is again where the the courts are failing us. And this is an interesting perspective because this was from Washington State. So the Ninth Circus took this up, and traditionally, that's a far left court. And you would think that they would err on the side of civil liberties, right? Against the mean, awful, terrible corporations, right? You'd think. And, the, and the neocons and the, the George Bush type of Republicans out there that just want to stomp all over your civil liberties. We're going to yeah. protect you. Well, Ninth Circuit came up with this ruling here. Uh, and this is about cars storing your text messages. The Ninth Circuit found in favor of Ford. And subsequently, the other car manufacturers, because the plaintiffs had failed to prove an actual injury for the alleged breach of privacy, which is required under law to receive damages. Dude, let me stop you right there. Like the injury exists just that they can have your data. Like that's the injury right there. Whether I did something wrong or not, I don't want you, the total state, having my data, my information, my text. Like that is the injury. I just don't, I, I'm not like a, some ACLU type either. Like, don't get me wrong, but well, maybe I am because like civil liberties to me are like one of the most important things out there. And one, it's like the greatest thing about America, in my opinion, is the civil liberties that you have, that you have a right to claim that you have a right to say, no, this is my civil liberty. 
you are not going to infringe on it. And now you have a court like the Ninth Circuit siding in favor of the total. Like, dude, we we live in a bizarre world, dude. Just straight up. This is, yeah, they don't have the courage of their convictions. This is no different than them saying things like uh, the Supreme Court won't take it up because, well, they've rescinded the vaccine mandate. So there's no damage anymore, right? So we we can't take this up because you haven't proved damages. But this now sets a whole new avenue for the government to use these third parties because the court refused to actually rule on the overarching thing. And they just went to their very specific case and said, well, they you haven't proven damages to us uh, because this Burla company hasn't yet done it, but they have the capacity for it. And uh, yeah, once dude, they do it, you can't unring the bell. Right. And so we're just going to give them, you know, like enough shrift to to try again in the future. Like I, I just, it blows my mind actually that this stuff happens. I, it shouldn't, especially after like what's happened to us, what we see daily, the things we talk about on AMRAD and every other day of the week when we, when we aren't even doing a show, we see it. I don't know why it still blows my mind, but it, it still kind of does. And here's almost the naive naivete of the, the court system. When they say this, this is how they finish it. While Burla's products might provide a whole new avenue of evidence collection by law enforcement, police must still go through the due process procedures of receiving a court order to obtain such data. Um, have, have some whistleblowers come out and said that they don't need to do that, actually, and they've, they've done that uh, in violation of Fourth Amendment protections. I don't know, like our friend George Hill talked about Bank of America just giving over information. Exactly. Just contact them and they'll give it to you. And they and they do that for a multitude of reasons. They do it because they might think, well, it's a national security case. I, I want to stop terrorists, right? There might not be an actual evil mindset in that. They're just trying to be helpful. Um, but then they also might want to avoid uh, some sort of regulations and oversight. There might be that that implied threat from from the federal government saying, like, hey, do you, do you want us digging through your records here? We might be able to find something to charge you with. There could be that sort of Damocles sword hanging over their head. Uh, and then there's these relationships that get cultivated where they have these liaisons from within the government who just reach out to the private sector. We just want to make sure that we have a great line of communication with you. We can help each other out. Yep. And what winds up happening is they just get their, they line up their retirement gig where they're going to retire from the federal service, then go to work for this private company, and then they will bring them goodies along. So why don't you play with us right now while I'm on the inside? And then on the outside, I'll make sure that uh, I take care of you on the back end. Yeah. One of the, uh, if, if, if you uh, are tuned into it, I know Steve is, but one of the one of my favorite lines from Chris Ray or whoever at the FBI is our public and private partnerships like they use that line all the time. It's the total state. It It's it's this weird, you know, conglomeration of of of, of the government and private allegedly private business and entities. It's It's been merged and it's. It's been like this probably for a long time. Like I, I don't think I realized um, how how connected at the hip they they were in the past. But definitely once I became an FBI agent, I started to see it, and it seems like we just see it more and more and more. You know, for me, what comes to mind too is is Amy Nelson's story and the the mixture of DOJ, FBI, Amazon private law firms all just trying to destroy this family and all working together and in cahoots to do it. And it, you know, they're probably not really going to be held to account in like a true fashion.
No, they won't. They won't. And, and Amy, I, I had a chance to meet Amy. I was the first one that did. And I met her in October of 2022 and got familiar with her story. And she's somebody that we should probably even bring on the show yeah. to give an update. Um, yeah. The update to her, and for those who don't know, Amy Nelson's husband was an employee for Amazon and then left and then started doing like commercial real estate. And then Amazon was in some sort of uh, contract dispute with another company, which I think it's Meta. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and uh, they needed to void this contract. And in order to do that without uh, having a bunch of financial penalties, they needed to say, well, there was some sort of fraud. And Amazon lobbied the Department of Justice over 100 times had private meetings to encourage them to charge Amy's husband with this crimes. obscure I mean, fraud. Yeah. And, and they charged that was the him. only way. That was the only way to get the breach of contract was to get him on something criminal. Yes. And that's that I use that phrase intentionally to get him. That's what they were trying to do. It it goes back to you've talked about it before. Uh, I forget the author, uh, three felonies a day. That's RV Silverglade. Yeah. Show show me the man, I'll show you the crime. That's this is what that is. And they yes. did, they tried to. Well, I mean, for years it was. Anyway, they they use civil asset forfeiture. They took the entire family's assets, uh, and she was a very successful private businesswoman, uh, and uh, just was a is also an attorney as well. So she's really squared away, as is he. And they charged two other people with these weird fraud charges to try to get them to flip and testify against him. And they didn't. And it worked. They, they wouldn't. Worked. Yeah, they wouldn't. They, well, the Nelsons wouldn't take it. They would. They yeah, refused they to do it. They fought and they fought and they fought. And then just recently, federal uh, judge tossed all the charges. They said that Amazon didn't actually wasn't they weren't out any money. There was no fraud. There was not no damages to them. So tossed that. And then the do oh the um, the yeah the DOJ dismissed or vacated those pleas that those other two guys had pled guilty to and said, well, it's not in the interest of justice. So we're just gonna get rid of this. So. Uh, I, if you don't know who Amy Nelson is, if she's not a friend of yours, um, maybe make her your friend because I think she's going to know what's inside everybody's shopping history on Amazon. If, if all the ducks align and uh, she can actually bring a suit against Amazon and Jeff Bezos, uh, I, I would like to see Amazon become the, uh, the property of Amy Nelson and her family. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, it's dude, it's, uh, it's wicked what they've done. And I, I think, um, because Amy's got four daughters. I don't know. I feel like a like a like a different bond with her and just knowing her story. I know it's different than like what happened to you and me and Kyle like with whistleblowing and and all that. Uh but it's similar enough. I mean, it's probably worse in the fact that like we just have the FBI coming after us. I say just. Well, compared to her it is just the FBI. She's got the FBI. They raided her house. She's got DOJ. She's got amazon and all that money and these powerful you know law firms and all working to, like it just is it really is an insane story and is like a really good example of what we what we've been talking about today the total state how all of these entities work together to try to destroy you and yeah it just is if you don't know that story like go go look up baby nelson and 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 you know kyle's had her on his show a few times it's it's, I think it's like a really important story to show just how uh, evil and insidious um, the government and the the total state. I'm just going to keep using that. I mean, it's perfect. Just how insidious the total state 
has become. I have one more story to just toss up for a brief conversation. This actually deserves a long form conversation, probably with like a George Hill, someone who worked for both the NSA and the FBI. I think he's kind of fits the bill really well. Um, but just to bring it to everyone's attention, and I think that the timing of this story, um, if you look at the actual article, it's from Wired Magazine. And it uh, details just in time for Trump, the NSA loosens its privacy rules. And this was in 2017, the very tail end of the, of the Obama administration and going into the Trump administration. And the concern on this article is this executive order. So we talked about national emergencies. This was an executive order, 12, triple three, 12, three, three, three. And it used to be, uh, as it's been explained to me, the NSA is basically like a Roomba vacuum cleaner. They just suck up information. And if there is something that is concerning to them from a law enforcement standpoint, because they don't have enforcement abilities, they can just kind of give a tip over to the FBI and say, hey, you might want to investigate Garrett because he might be engaged in something. Uh, and that's it because there's civil liberties there and the law enforcement agencies know how to, to protect those. Well, the concern here was that this executive order, this uh, amendment to it that Barack Obama signed was uh, allowing the, uh, the FBI and the DEA and the U.S. Marshals, all these federal law enforcement agencies, to access what the NSA scooped up and collected. They just can just go in there and shop for it. And it's been collected not in support of or not in recognition of civil liberties protections, Fourth Amendment protections. Um, and they can shop for it and then work backwards to do a parallel construction to to ha have the information, justify having the information, and then charge crimes. And the concern of this, because Wired is very left-leaning, their concern was that Trump in his evil uh, dictator sensibilities were going, and he was going to direct the FBI to go after them. And we know that that didn't happen, but instead, <laughs> yeah. during the Trump administration, they used this ability to go after people who are conservatives dude it's insane the the trump derangement syndrome it was like full-fledged even before he took office like <laughs> like think of that that article right there they're like oh oh our our glorious savior barack obama we want it's okay for you to have these powers but you gotta you gotta reel them in now because trump ah oh, trump he's gonna get us and it's like dude he, he didn't do any of the things like insurrection like it's like no none of that happened and they still they do, their minds have been like turned into mush between COVID and trump like it's just insane it's just insane the government let me be clear too the government shouldn't have these powers like i don't care who the president is not in the alleged land of the free anyways and we so, were we were we were talking about this in our group chat earlier this morning uh we were talking about the vegas shooting and how that just got memory hold in our own sort of theories around it um but I, I remember thinking and i said it i said after that was that in 2017 i think it was the first year of the of the trump administration um he went all in just publicly saying like yeah we should just take the guns we don't need due process and yeah was good with them going after bump stocks and, and all that and i was like well that was the moment where they their derangement should have been curtailed a bit yeah I, I, I think it sort of was intellectually for the the power brokers and then they just let the the crazy street communists keep acting a fool because it, it helped them and then and unrelated to that but it just when you're thinking about the trump derangement syndrome the woman at the inauguration with the like the yellow shirt and the black beanie who she goes down she screams like no when oh, they yeah. announced it <laughs> i mean 
she's like the infamous face of this. If there is a future for the country, when we look back, that will be, that's her immortal moment. Like she is the face of that. And I don't even know what her situation is. She would be a fun person to talk to. If, if she still says she's a she, I, I you know, yeah, who knows? Just, can't assume her gender. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, um, let me hit you with this. Uh, Proverbs 29, uh, 12 through 14. If a ruler listens to falsehood, all his officials will be wicked. The poor man and the oppressor meet together. The Lord gives light to the eyes of both. If a king faithfully judges the poor, his throne will be established forever. And there's a lot of these little Proverbs in Proverbs, uh, but a lot about kings and ruling and princes and wickedness and righteousness. And I think as we talk about the total state, it's important to to go back to these simple Proverbs because, you know, I mentioned reading from here, the poor and the oppressor and a king faithfully judging the poor and a ruler listening to falsehood. Like when, when you are an Amy Nelson, or a Garrett O'Boyle, or a Steve Friend, or a Kyle Serafin. You could have been making a, a nice GS-13 salary. In the eyes of the government, you're poor. And they use that as a weapon against you. They they use the powers of the total state that we've talked about here today against you, the people. So they aren't faithfully judging you. Their throne isn't going to be established forever. They are the oppressor. And that, that verse in the middle really stands out to me. Um, even though you'd think the ones, the first and the last one I read w would stand out more, but the, the Lord gives light to the eyes of both. He, he, that means he's, he knows what we're thinking, what we're going through, what we're struggling with. And the oppressor will be judged. The wicked King will be judged, uh, for, for the evil that they do. And quite frankly, the total state is total evil as well. That's well said, Garrett. Um, I. I do have a palate cleanse for us today after we've been talking about this. And just so you know, guys, we did not get through all of my all of my examples of the total state. This this might be the next DEI sort of. We're gonna have yes. to examine this for multiple <laughs> episodes. Uh, I've got some deep dives on the education system and how that's been completely co-opted. And we're using some um, well, very appropriately, German tactics. We're being taught by German officials about how to uh, to control the the students and and teach them how to look out for misinformation. So we'll have to get into a later episode. Uh, but I don't want to leave you all on a dark note. Um, I think that this is a, a comical way of looking at the the total state, the the uniparty that the Brownstone story talked about where they're both sides are really kind of content to use the apparatuses that have been they've they've constructed for their own ends. Um, this is by Andrew Heaton. He's a libertarian leaning comedian, uh, pretty funny guy. And uh, and it's a couple minutes long, but I, th I think it's a uh, it's it's a pretty appropriate way to to send us off with a chuckle, but then also a, a recognition of what's going on here. Cops, one Republican, one Democrat. I bet you just assumed their politics based on their color, didn't you? Seems a bit racist, don't you think? Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. You had it right the first time. Two partisan cops forced to work together. I'm forcing you two to work together. I work alone. Red cop, blue cop. The victim is here. We're all victims. Angel Ramirez, 32-year-old female, illegal immigrant from Juarez. It's undocumented worker, and don't assume their gender. Fine. Dead Mexican, no penis. <laughs> hey, that guy's a friend of mine. What did you arrest him for? Being too rich. What did you arrest him for? Rap music. 
He's got a gun. Drop the gun. No, you have a right to keep Put it. Put the gun down. Keep your gun. It's an awesome gun. Drop the gun. Don't listen to him. Protect that gun. Sleep with it under your pillow. It's an assault weapon. It's a revolver. It's an assault revolver. <laughs> He's got a marijuana. That's legal here. It's an assault marijuana. It's a what? But when trouble comes into town... What the hell is a libertarian? They'll have to work together to keep the streets clean. I think we should cut the blue wire. No, we gotta cut the red wire. Wait a minute. Let's, Let's cut, cut everything, everything except, except the, the red, red and blue, blue wire. And find some things they can both agree on. Stop resisting arrest. Stop resisting. Stop resisting. Libertarian, stop minding your own business. Put your hands up and then take your hand and reach into someone else's pocket. But not another dude. It can be another dude if you want. It's gross and weird, don't do that. He's just reaching for the wallet. He's, it's a metaphor. I'm sorry, I'm just working through a lot of stuff. Stop resisting. Stop resisting. I'm sorry, officers. We'll keep the noise level down. Well, we've already been to two other parties on this block tonight. And we don't like third parties around here. What? Red Cop, Blue Cop, keeping the streets safe for themselves. Fridays on C-SPAN, following book notes. Garrett? That is the greatest thing I've seen in weeks, at least. That 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 is all. I could seriously, if, can I just make a request? Whenever we talk about the total state, can we play that clip? That that's that's amazing, dude. Red cop, blue cop, red cop, blue cop, and the only thing that they can agree on is they they're willing to use violence to go after anybody <laughs> who disagrees with that. Oh, that's um, so awesome! That's so awesome. I'm going to so, be sending that to former cop buddies of mine today. All right, feel feel free. I will make sure to send the link. I might put the link in the show notes later today for anyone who uh, who who's, follows us on Rumble. Rumble.com slash amradpod is the uh, where you can find us. We're every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday at noontime. As we are coming at the end here, guys, reminder, final reminder for Saturday, we're doing chapters one and chapter two of Animal Farm. We're going to be going back to basics on, uh, on Marxism and its roots. And uh, we'll do that book study. We'll, we'll probably do that on Saturdays uh, for, for as long as it takes, probably a, a few episodes there. And uh, looking forward to that. So final reminder, get those two chapters read. Only took you a little while. It's not going to take you very long. It's uh, George Orwell does a pretty good job making it simple. Uh, and until then, guys, enjoy your day. And uh, we will see you on Saturday. listening to the voice of the suspendables on the american radicals podcast follow us on rumble.com slash am rad pod <laughs>